0: Hello and welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, Sarah Boyle, a positive productivity mentor who helps you get the things done in a way that feels good. So, episode 3. By now, it's end of September. Hopefully we're settled back into routine. The um first few episodes of the podcast in this series, they very much focused on recovering from that time off, whether it was planned or unplanned, and kind of resting, resetting, And getting ready for this last quarter of the year and making progress with it. So, obviously, what we want to do today in this episode is to look ahead and get into planning for these last few months of the year so that we can make it as productive as possible before we start 2022. Oh my god, it is coming! Can you believe it? I can't. So, some people might feel that there isn't enough time in the year left to reach their goals, but I actually think that this is the best time of the year to make progress. We're settled back into a fresh routine, hopefully by now we're getting into it, we're happy with it, we're feeling rejuvenated from the summer and we're motivated to start 2022 on a high by ending 2021 on a good note, of course. So last week I ran a free workshop on how to make progress in that last push of 2021 and this podcast episode kind of will cover what we talked about, um, but, you know, in the form of audio instead. So how to make progress in the last few months of 2021. And of course in that free workshop I announced that I have revamped my membership which I had actually closed at the beginning of the year. I had the Creative Productive Club which was a membership and it involved workshops and kind of virtual planning sessions together but I've revamped it, I've changed it up a bit and now it is called the Do The Things Club. I know, really imaginative name but it's basically for people who want to do the things Get going with their projects and have some accountability to sit down and plan and then do the action. So, yeah, amazingly, the name doesn't start with a P. I feel like a lot of my services and products end up starting with Ps. Um, So, it's quite nice to have a change. So, yeah, the club is now open for enrolment. There's a link to more information in the description, and I'm going to tell you a lot more about it at the end of the episode. But I want to get on and talk about making progress in the last push. So let's talk about that. So in the first episode of series three, I talked about how it's often not really that helpful to dwell on, I suppose, the routines or the systems that we've kind of lost or given up on. So that basically relates to your goals as well. So if you've got certain goals that maybe had to be let go for a little while, um, maybe you just haven't had the time to focus on, maybe you lost motivation or maybe self-discipline as well. It might be that you haven't made any progress on them in quite a while. And that can be quite difficult. Often, when we feel that we've not given up on something or let something go a little bit, it can be really hard to get back on the horse and keep going. So, sometimes I think it is helpful to kind of reflect on the reasons why we've given up on something. It might be because, particularly if you said it at the beginning of the year, maybe you felt like you had all the time in the world to work on it. And then suddenly it's September and maybe you haven't done as much work as you expected you do because life got in the way. It might be because summer kind of overtook your life a bit and you just didn't have the time to sit down and focus. It might be that you kind of disconnected from your purpose or your reason for working on that goal. But whatever it was, if it still feels relevant and important to you, you can get it back. It's okay to have breaks. What's important is that we carry on and keep going. So if you feel like you've not made enough progress towards your goal this year, we do need to let go. We need to maybe acknowledge that we needed a break, maybe we needed the time to reflect. Maybe we just needed to feel that guilt a little bit so that we could get back to being productive and it'll motivate us a little bit. But guilt isn't something that we really want to carry with us going forwards. So Take a moment right now, reflect on it, dwell on it a little bit, maybe allow it to motivate you, but move on. Our productivity and motivation ebbs and flows and it comes in waves. It's not constant and it's allowed to fluctuate. It's just natural. It's normal. 2020 was mad, but 2021 had its own challenges with kind of navigating our return to normality. So there was a lot of big life changes for us and it's something that we need to acknowledge. Feel free to kind of journal or talk to someone maybe about how you're feeling but we do need to just let go. Think of this as a fresh start. It's September, it's back to school time, it's when when we were younger we get our fresh pencil cases and we come to the year, we're ready to make a new start. I don't know if your teachers ever told you like forget forget about last year, like we won't focus on what you were like last year, like just try hard from now and it definitely still is relevant for you. So, let go of the past, let go of the guilt. Let's focus on moving forward in a positive way rather than dwelling on things that we haven't done or progress that we haven't made. So that was the first step to let go of the guilt. Now we need to figure out what goals we're going to be focusing on for these last few months of the year. It's quite interesting if you did write them down to look back at your 2021 goals. Do you even remember them? Can you remember what you wrote? Perhaps you didn't even write them down at all. See if you can figure out what it was you were aiming for by the end of this year, because it's quite interesting to see how maybe things have changed or developed. Maybe you are thinking, yes, it's still important to me, but for whatever reason, I didn't quite manage to get there, and that's fine. If you didn't set any goals at the beginning of this year, then great. Set some new ones. This is the perfect time. There might be some that you actually completed which, wonderful, look back and figure out why it was that you actually completed them. Was it something that you started working on straight away? Did you have clear deadlines? Did you have really strong motivation or purpose for completing it? Have a think about why you did manage to achieve that goal and see if you can apply it to this season. Looking back at those goals, which ones still feel important and relevant to you? That basically means which ones are you still passionate about and that you still see as a priority to focus on. And if you're setting new goals, make sure that they make sense for this season and that you feel passionate about working on them now. Because that's what we're focusing on here, these next three months. So if you're a product-based business owner for example then it might not make much sense for you to set a goal to start developing a new product line but it would probably make a lot of sense for you to focus on getting ready for the busy Christmas period. So think of a goal that's going to be really relevant to you that you're feeling passionate about and that can kind of be completed or at least have a significant amount of progress made by the end of this year. It's difficult to say how big we should really be dreaming and it ultimately will depend on you, what time you have available and also what energy you have as well. We only have three months left of this year and that's around 12 weeks of full work when this episode comes out. I would definitely say don't be afraid to dream a bit big. It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to complete this goal by the end of this year but it might be that this is the time that we set the groundwork for that goal to be completed in the new year. It's really great to have an idea of where we want to be as a way to start setting goals and targets that will get us working towards that in a really focused way and it will get us working towards the life that we want to live. And this kind of relates to my next step which is to start breaking those goals down. So once you've chosen a goal or a couple of goals that you feel will be achievable in these next 12 weeks that is the when you start breaking it down and figuring out how it's going to be completed step by step in these next three months. So the next step, as I said, is to break it down. We are working with a quarter here, the final quarter of the year. So that's approximately three months and 12 weeks, October to December. And obviously there'll be time in December when it's Christmas, I guess, that you'll probably want to take some time off. But of course, there's still ways to make progress around that. And if anything, it's quite good to schedule in that rest for yourself as well. So as we have around three months, we can start by breaking our goal down into three rough steps. Now, I always recommend focusing on quality rather than quality. So after considering which goals are going to be the priority, how are we going to break those down? Don't try and spread yourself too thin, remember that we need to make focus progress in a place that's really going to impact you and, you know, show you that your work has kind of been worth it. I don't recommend focusing on lots of little goals, I'd really recommend focusing on one bigger goal and then, of course, we break it down. So, let me give you an example of how I would break a goal down. So, if my goal for the end of the year was to create a new self-led course, then I can roughly break that down into three big milestones. So the first one would be planning and brainstorming. The second would be drafting and kind of writing all the content. And then the third one would be designing and refining. So for each month, I have a goal or intention. So October, I plan it all. November, I actually start creating it. And then December, I take some time to start finishing it off, creating the layout and fleshing out everything else that needs doing. Now that goal of creating a new self-led course, obviously it's not all finished and done and dusted and tied with a bow by the end of December. There's other stuff that I need to do to actually fully complete it, things like marketing and actually selling it, but that's a big task that I can focus on broken down, which will get me to a point for the new year where I'm ready to introduce that new offering and then focus on the next bits. So that kind of illustrates how you can break a goal down and really focus on setting foundations for the new year. It's really interesting actually to start thinking about goals you might want to set in the new year and how you can start to lay those foundations now. You're going to be just giving yourself a leg up and helping your future you to get going and make amazing progress. Now just to go back to that breaking it down. So if I'm going to start by breaking down that goal even more, what I'll start doing is using my plan and creating smaller tasks or deadlines for each of those monthly goals So for example, if I'm starting to draft out and plan different parts of it, perhaps each week in the month I focus on drafting a different section. So maybe I focus on section one in the first week, section two in the next, section three, etc, etc. So I've set myself smaller deadlines and we really get strategic and start putting those in place in a plan. Let's briefly go over how we plan it all out. So all those little deadlines and goals obviously need to be fit into a plan that is an accurate representation of your time and energy. So if you don't already have a plan, I don't know what you're doing, Um, I feel like I say this probably every episode, but make sure you have some kind of plan or at least something that helps you to see your time in the next few months. If you want to make progress and you want to kind of reach those big picture goals, you need to be able to see when they're going to be able to be completed by kind of fitting in those smaller things so make sure you have something whether that's a google calendar whether it's a wall planner something that shows you what is going on in your life in these next few months so that you can make sure that those stretch goals those big goals are realistic and you're going to be able to do the work to reach them we don't want to be unrealistic because often when that happens we might feel bad that we've not reached a goal when actually we probably it was never realistic in the first place and we were kind of setting ourselves up for failure. So planning the entire next few months might feel a little bit daunting but it's a process and you don't need to add in solid concrete commitments straight away. Add your rough deadlines, add your kind of monthly intentions and as things become more concrete and things get closer in time just keep revisiting the plan and adjust it. If it helps it to feel a bit less intimidating think of the plan as an intention and something to aim for rather than something that you must reach. If maybe you don't manage to reach really strict deadlines or if you have a history of not being able to and then feeling bad about it, then that's not good. We don't want to feel that guilt. We often have to adapt plans and we don't want to feel guilty about it. Remember that planning is a tool, it's there to help us and support us and keep us on track but if it's going to make you feel guilty because it's too strict then it's not going to work. It's really good to stretch ourselves but if we set lots of deadlines that we fail to meet then that's not good. We end up stressed and upset. We might feel that we failed and that's just not the case. We've still made progress even if it's at a slower pace than we initially expected. In my opinion slower progress when it's realistic, when it fits in with our lives is a lot more beneficial. Often the hardest part of planning though is not setting it up and creating it. I really like to do a nice little planning day afternoon with myself, which I highly recommend. You can get a nice drink, get your plan, sit there with all your things and kind of figure things out and look at the next few months. The hardest part of planning for a lot of people is to keep up with it and to continue to use it. People seem scared of adapting and changing plans, allowing it to support progress in a more realistic way. But by plotting out big monthly intentions and goals and start to experiment and break down things and plot them as smaller weekly targets for yourself, you'll start to learn how much you're able to do and you'll also start to see how all that little progress can add up to big results, which is what we want. That's what we want. We want small, consistent, impactful progress that in the end we can look back and be like, wow, I achieved this massive thing and I didn't burn out. Wonderful. And that is essentially it. I wanted to keep it really quick and simple today. And to be honest, I think the hardest part is kind of finding the time to sit down and get the plan in place and think about the actions that you need to take. And also it's really hard not to overcomplicate things. I think that's something that we are really prone to doing, especially when we have a big project. Often there is really simple steps to take, but we love to overcomplicate. We love to make it difficult for ourselves. So if that's you and you need some consistency and accountability to your planning and your action taking and you struggle to do it alone, then I have created the membership for you. So the yes, as I said at the beginning, the doors have just opened today so you can sign up from today. It is a membership for creative people who are passionate about making progress with their projects or businesses but struggle to sit down and get organised so that they can make consistent, impactful progress So it'll keep you accountable, get you sitting down, checking in with your plan, using it, making progress and also it'll stop you from spending too much time planning and overcomplicating and not enough doing because you'll have your set focus planning time in the membership and then the rest of the time you can get on with taking the action. So to just explain a little bit more than I did at the beginning, the Do The Things Club is a quarterly membership, meaning that you commit to a quarter at a time. And you will get a free stationary magpie flexible wall planner included so that you can use that to plan for your next quarter. We'll have fortnightly virtual planning sessions on a Monday evening where we sit down, do our planning for the next few weeks, look at our intentions for the month and relate it back. And also we will have a monthly workshop where we dive deep into topics that will help us to boost our positive productivity and help us to take action so we can achieve the goals that we're passionate about. Obviously, I'm going to put the link in the description so that you can read more about it and get your place. I'm so excited for this season of progress and productivity, and I'm so happy I get to reintroduce a membership for it as well. It was such a joy running the Creative Productive Club, but I just felt like I needed some time to kind of re-figure out my mission, do my big rebrand from Stationary Magpie to Positively Productive, and kind of get ready to be able to offer a membership that was even better and could support you in even more specific ways. When we're in control of our time and our energy and our productivity, that's when amazing things can happen. So, links in the description to sign up. I'm so excited to have you. We have our welcome session coming up on the 4th of October. And then after that, it all kicks on. So you can find all the dates, all the details on the link. And yeah, that's basically it. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at positivelyproductive.co. And all that's left to say is I hope you have a wonderful, productive day. See you next week.